everyone to weekend rental episode 70 motherfucking eight we are your gaming and geek culture podcast my name is ryan as always i'm joined by andy hey and nate i feel like i'm watching a steroid commercial <laughs> we've been a podcast for three years it's july 2020 yes, we started this is. bitch in 2017 that's three an achievement years. of sorts three I mean, years three years for you guys not for me some people are almost all the way to a bachelor degree. We're still sitting in our homes talking about video games as adults. <laughs> We're still acting like elementary. Good for us. So, if you like our content, there's a lot of other great geeky, not only gaming-related content, comics, beer, more, all over at geekade.com, podcast articles. Go check it out. What's your geek? Geekade.com. Huh, that was a great, I, I don't know something about this, the start of this episode, Nate just got me all hyped up, I got a lot of energy. A I feel like energy. we needed that, like, club horn, like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That, that's we're a morning show podcast now. Yeah, that's our, <laughs> that's our soundboard that we're, we made that noise, we're, we're high tech here. High tech, super high tech. <laughs> Happy three year anniversary, guys. Yes. This, yeah. It's been great. Congrats. I mean, thanks for letting me. You know, join your your podcast. I don't know what am well, I that sloppy year, hugs to all of year you. and a half in. Oh, you're about two years in, I would say. Two years in. So we started this thing, uh, Nate, Justin, and I. This is before Andy, or I mean Nate. Uh, and what I got that wrong. Andy, Justin, and I <laughs> started this thing. I'm backwards. Uh, yeah, it was just like an idea we talked about, and we went for it. A little rough to start. Justin, a good buddy of the podcast. Uh, little sad to see him go, but he left there for about a year. Nate jumped in. Nate quickly caught on, filled the the space, and we really brought the podcast down. So no, I mean it was good. It was a new direction, new voice, um, new friend. We've we've changed the format. We've stripped down the format, not because the format we had was not good. It's just that our lives three years in no longer allow us to continue what we were doing i have three more um, kids <laughs> yeah just you know wrap that thing up i'm just saying uh no things change we made the show will change uh but we're going strong three years in i i'm i'm, I'm happy to be sitting here with you guys at this point and uh still doing this thing i i think when you know i i started in the youtube scene all of us did actually prior to this and uh I knew that the podcast was going to have longer legs for me in the long term than my podcast or my YouTube channel would. And uh, that has very much been the case. So I'm glad to still have an outlet and uh, an audience. So for anyone who's listened, is listening and has been here from the start, thank you. We we appreciate it very much. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Legos. <laughs> Oh man, my nipples just got hard when you said that. Oh, Legos. <laughs> this is so exciting for me. I don't know why, but I'm so excited about Legos. Ryan, tell me about Legos. I mean, that's one of those things. It's like, I'm not a Lego guy. I'm not even a Lego game guy, but I'm an NES guy who also grew up liking Legos. And the fact that we've we've had this new crossover between Lego and Nintendo for a while now, but the fact that they are taking... And replicating the original Nintendo Entertainment Center box 
they're giving me uh, an NES system that I'm building, uh, a faux cartridge, a controller, and this little TV, which happens to move, which I don't give a shit about at all, uh, is just, that's right up my alley. So excited about this. I wish it didn't cost $230, but I'm still a big dork, so I'm going to buy it if I can get my hands on it. Yeah, that's the thing. How many people are going to buy this thing, you know? They probably think it's like some niche, like high-end thing, but it's probably going to sell quite a bit. I think the scalper market is the part that I'm worried about because, like, the pre-orders sold out so fast on that initial, like, child Mario crossover Lego thing that... I just, I really want this. Like, I genuinely want it. I think it's neat. Um, so I hope that doesn't happen. But I think we're probably in the cross sect of two, like, very feverish markets that could make that happen. Because Lego people are hardcore and retro gamers are hardcore. Yeah, I think this one's gonna be a this one's gonna be a tough one to to track down. I uh, I just don't see it being readily available up in this area. And uh, those scalpers are going to be jerks. Know it. I won't conform, though. So the big million-dollar question when it comes to this Lego set, besides it being so stinking awesome, will you actually open it and put it together, being 2,500 pieces or whatever it is? I love Legos, but I think the older I get, the less patience I have for it. Right. And I could definitely see why my parents were like, just follow the instructions. Just follow the instructions. So are right. you actually going to put this together? Yes, but I will say that I'm not touching a goddamn thing on this thing. For 230 bucks, <laughs> you get the hell out of this room. It's a sterilized room. Only dad enters, white gloves, full jumpsuit. It's like going to be uh it's going to be breaking bad up in here while I assemble this thing over the next few months. <laughs> gonna be a lot of great pieces in that thing oh my gosh the i think the scrolling tv wasn't necessary but no that's the thing very very cool yeah it's gonna be overly complicated but i could have done with just a static screen like for my taste i went to karen but or even no tv just the system yeah 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 and they have that that other set coming out, right? The, the regular Mario, those seem to be like more mass produced, probably in store. I mean, maybe, deals, but right? they came out a month ago and I haven't been able to find one. They sold out pre-order right away. Really? So, and it looks like huh. they like loosely tie into this one with the whole theme thing and Mario sitting on top, which I could have done without derpy Mario sitting on top of this thing to like do the theme. Cause old school Mario looks so much better, but still yeah. very cool. That costs more than the NES when it was released, right? Was it two ninety nine? I think. Was yeah. it two ninety nine? Okay, so it's a little bit. But it cheaper. also comes with the TV, so, so. that's a pretty good deal, right? <laughs> I guess. I wonder how many people are going to be disappointed thinking yeah. it's actually going to play. So, um, like speaking of cost of stuff that we think is like a little absurd, um, Heritage Auctions—they did another round of auctions. Uh, I think it was all online because of COVID this month. A lot of video game stuff went through. I think there were some notable things in the retro scene as far as I think that uh, Saturn, like Sega Neptune or Pluto or whatever it was, the mock-up that went. Oh, that was on yeah, there. Yeah, $78,000, not a lot. Um, but 
The other thing, and thank God it's getting less press this go around, is the original Super Mario Bros. box with a cardboard hang tab. That sold with like a 9.4 grading uh, for $114,000, which makes it the most expensive box sealed Super Mario Bros. on the market by 14000 compared to the one we saw last year. I think it's the same one. No, too, it's it's it? a different. Uh, I think it's a different one. It okay. And I think because I think the one the year before was the more rare one because it had the actual sticker quality of uh, Nintendo quality, and this one was a print. So I think this was actually okay. a later. I could be wrong. Could be wrong, but I think this was a slightly later revision. But i don't know we've talked about it before but i think it's always a little like butt puckering uh, especially given like the current market and covid prices already like driving things up but anytime the mainstream market might get a hold of an idea that the most common game in the world is worth a fortune is not good for us collectors <laughs> no so you know how many messages i got from people that were like Hey, don't you have this game? You should sell it. Right. Yeah. I'm like, uh, no. I've never uh, thought that's of not that. The case. <laughs> oh my gosh, 114,000. Right. Oh man. Multiple people messaged me that day. And did you see this? You have this, don't you have this? Stop. Yeah. It's a it's a weird wide world of collectors out there for sure and the people that are paying this much for a a sealed game like this. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the market is. Like how much of this was spurred by what we saw last year. And, um, I don't know how much of it is spurred by the grading. I think it's, it's a really skewed perspective into our hobby. And I don't think it's our hobby. I think it's, I think it's investors and it's, it's weird. Yeah. Or, or it's just people like, the guy that had the the Wu Tang Clan CD, it's like that type of guy that just buys that just to own it, right. you know. Well, except that guy was a douche who was selling like AIDS drugs for twenty thousand dollars a pill, yeah. but maybe same guy. That's yeah, very well could be. Yeah, I don't know. I, it just makes me worry about game hunting every time I see a story like this, you know? What's the future going to hold? Yeah, that stuff makes me cringe. We've already seen that before, you know, walking around flea markets and, no, this is Mario. This is the Mario game original. Yeah, I know. This is, like, the most common game in the world. Mm -hmm. And they think it's it's golden just because it's retro and it's terrible for the market and people are misinformed and this little pop culture stuff pops up and people go nuts all over all over again and i don't know the good news is is i'm going to be able to sell mario bros and and duck hunt for or just mario bros for 10 grand and just be like yeah this one good deal guys (laughs) and just buy a whole bunch more double the value Isn't there a guy on Twitter? Uh, he might be on YouTube. He's a West Coast guy. Chris, I think his name is. And he's got, I don't know how oh, yeah, many. He's got like 600 of, just, of them, right? Right. And so he's sitting on gold right now. Just put it on eBay and let him, let him go crazy for a while. <laughs> might as well, right? 
Well, speaking of another thing that's way too much money, an Atari VCS for what, $380? Please take all my money. That they, I, when they announced that it was 200, yep. right? Okay. So that's what I thought, but I wasn't quite sure. I, I knew it was like 250 at the most. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they've delayed the VCS. They've delayed it. I mean, it was a kickstarted or a crowdfunded thing. I mean, we've kind of always mocked it because we're cynical bastards on this podcast. But to finally drop it, announce it's happening fall 2020, and you're dropping a $400 Atari console up against the next gen PlayStation and Xbox, like, you are insane. And I think that's the cheaper model, right? Like there's an upgraded model with like four gigs more RAM. That's like another 50 bucks more or something. It's nuts. Are they just hoping that the other two sell out like, and then the mom's in the store and like, well, we got to get something for them. But what store is going to carry this other than Walmart apparently is going to have some, but Amazon, that's it. There's no games for it. There's no nothing. The hardware is probably still not been finalized. They're just idiots. It's all. So that was going to be my question. I'm not super familiar with this. I know <clears throat> that like we joke around about it and I know it's, it's a system that's been pushed numerous times since what? 2018 or something like that. Yeah. 17. So maybe. what are the games? I mean, what are, what is, what is the games? They, what what are they, they got nothing? To they sell? announced that they were going to be like partnering with <clears throat> some smaller streaming game thing to offer an online store of sorts, but <laughs> nobody has any clue. It, it's bullshit. Is it all retro stuff? I mean, maybe it's not. They, be... they have nothing. Yeah, another copy of Frogger right. here. No, so. they don't have that. Um, play that on this boutique system. The Intellivision at least has that. Even though it has uh, Tommy Tallarico like blowing smoke up the world's ass, it at least has like pictures of games that are coming out on it. The VCS has jack shit. They'll push it again. Yeah. Which would probably be a smart decision. Wait until 2022. Yeah. Fall 2022. I don't get it. I, they posted that picture too that like they got their first shipment in and it was like half a pallet full of them. And it's, it's all like, raspberry pies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Assemble your own. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not good. I, I, I feel They're just hanging on a thread. Good. My skepticism of this thing. I, I support our, I mean, I, I don't want to shit on anybody who had high hopes or reasonable expectations for this, but I think at this point, both of those have, have left the building. Um, it's too bad. I mean, I don't want to see anybody get fleeced. I don't want to see anybody company selling false promises to a retro gaming scene. That's actively wanting to embrace their past, but Atari is just not done well. If you're, I mean, this far along in this saga and you're still interested in that, you're going to buy, if if, you're going to buy anything that has Atari's name on it, basically, that's, do you think they treat it 
like the people that are really excited about this, they treat it like a, a new baseball season. Oh, this is going to be the year. This is going <laughs> to yeah. be the year. I, I feel <laughs> it now. Remember the Jaguar? We got this. We got this. Oh, we're going to get it this year. Yeah, they're just just sitting on hope, knowing that it's they're going to get destroyed in October. Yeah. yeah. If it even comes to fruition. Yeah. Uh, so, as far as like games I've been playing, I usually don't have much, but... I don't know how this snuck up on me, but if you guys remember Bloodstained, uh, Ritual of the Night, yep. that game has come out. Uh, you know, one of the pre-order bonuses of the Kickstarter, like stretch goals, was that Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, that sort of like 8-bit Castlevania game, came to pretty much everything, was great. Uh, it got a sequel. It's weird that the bonus got a sequel, but it did. It dropped, I think, last week on pretty much all platforms. I was a huge fan of the first curse of the moon i liked it a lot better like i think it's the best incarnation of an 8-bit style castlevania obviously it's it's got more hardware uh to utilize that is is manageable but i i didn't know i was getting a sequel i was surprised when i dropped i downloaded it finally last night i haven't had a lot of time but got four or five levels in and a couple hours great great game um what's the price point on that 14 bucks, I think. I think the first one was like 12. Uh, so this is right in line. It's got three more characters plus the original characters. It's exactly what you wanted if you're a fan of that original one. Uh, I will say with the three new characters, they've done like a really kind of smart, subtle evolution as to where their power-ups and special abilities that you collect from lamps uh, play off each other in much more interesting ways. Like subtly, I, I shouldn't say much more, but subtly different ways in terms of reviving health, um, solving maybe crunch problems as far as enemies go than, than the original game. The original game kind of tended to focus more on different characters could navigate different paths. This also has that, but it also has this added layer of, of the other stuff I mentioned. And um, yeah, it's fucking awesome. I, I, you got me into that game. Um, yeah. And it's two-player. We can do two-player co-op. Oh. So if somebody buys it, I bought it on the Switch. We oh. can do uh, co-op, so if you guys pick That's it up, cool. I'm all for it. Man, that seems like it would almost break it, like a two-player Castlevania game. It's weird, right? I mean, it's not been done. I haven't obviously tested that, but seems cool. Oh. Yeah, I love it. Is yeah. it the the difficulty, kind of like the other one, where it wasn't yeah. like painfully difficult, it was enjoyable all the way through? Yeah, yep, yep, for sure. I would say that in the four five stages I've gotten into, um, they definitely try to do more with platform traversal and like timing than the first one did. So that's, you know, whether or not that's your bag, you may or may not be frustrated with that, but it's a nice, it's a nice hike in basic difficulty and a nice expansion on the, the first game. So hats off to, uh, I'll have to check that out. People it's, it's fucking good. I'm just surprised they didn't make it all weird like Castlevania 2. Right? <laughs> Loads every time you walk through the screen. Like, yeah, yeah. a new moon is a, what is the thing? Like a new curse, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. They were going to put it in. Oh, people love this. I know. People talk about it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I need one of you two to download it, or both of you, and then we can play some co-ops. So I think that'd be fun. Yeah. I'll yeah. have to do Those that. Are, 
What do you have it on uh, PlayStation? Switch. I'm trying to find something other than weird. Fortnite I will fans, make so. a, a weird note here. I downloaded it, uh, and when you install it, when it's 100% downloaded on Switch, I don't know if this is just me or if this is common. When you boot up the game for the first time, it gives you like the loading screen, like whoever creates, Henty creates, or whatever. I don't even know who it is. And it says, okay, game is performing initial, like it is starting initialization. Then you press A, right? No, it doesn't do anything. So you close the game, you go back in. Okay, game's is starting initialization. Press A. It doesn't do anything, right? Uh, I had to hard reboot the console. Go oh, back no. into the game, and then it finally worked. But it took four fucking attempts. Like, no oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. It was ridiculous. I was like, did I just brick my console with this $15 <laughs> eShop game? See, now that sounds like Simon's right. Quest. <laughs> yeah. I so, actually ran I don't into know that. What's going on. I ran into that similar issue with my Xbox One. And this was just a couple of days ago. On Monday, my son was trying to play NBA 2K whatever on there, whatever's on Game Pass. And he comes sprinting upstairs in tears. And he's like, Dad, I didn't read something. And I I pushed the button and everything's gone. (laughs) Everything is gone. And I was like, what? (laughs) And so I run down. All the games are gone off the system. It's not doing anything. It's not loading anything. I had to hard reset the Xbox, like factory reset, do all the all the updates, oh. and then re-download all Dude, it's of like the hundred games gigs that I just had, of like so. software updates on the OS. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It was I was like, you have a right to cry, child, because yeah. <laughs> I, I experienced you. something similar because we had like we've been having thunderstorms. It's the Midwest. So we have thunderstorms often this time of year. And uh, I was explaining to these guys before we started the podcast, my kids have gotten very into Slime Rancher. Well, I, I work. So <clears throat> to set the set the stage, we all work from home right now. My wife works in, in the house. I, for the sake of privacy, chose to set up my garage in our or my office in our garage. And my kids were playing in the house in the basement on the PlayStation 4. And I got the low, low light flicker, right? Like power definitely dipped during the thunderstorm, but did not go fully out. Well, it was enough to soft reboot the PS4. And for anyone who has a PS4 and has an external hard drive, they know that it corrupts that. So my kids, unannounced them, like it shut down. They didn't know why. They restarted it. And until you like fix or repair that external hard drive, nothing works. So they're freaking out. I'm getting texts. I got like four texts from my wife. Like, you got to get in here. They don't know what's going on. The kids didn't do it. I swear. I'm like, no, I understand exactly what happened. But <laughs> they have to restore the hard drive. So like this turned into like a 35-minute ordeal where my kids were literally in tears about not being able to continue Slime Rancher until I got this thing finally. <sighs> Well, that's nice that they were crying for that reason. My son was crying. Dad's going to beat me. Well, I mean, he kind of did. So, Oh, he was He was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I clicked the button. I didn't read it. Oh, my god. Yeah, there's a beauty to. Uh, so we had a, a long did all conversation the save games? about that. What's that? Did, were all the save games just yeah, fine? Hard. They were up yeah. in the cloud. Yeah, get, yeah. But, I mean, or... I still had to download yeah. them from Game Pass or whatever I There's have. definitely yeah. a beauty to so the whole It was digital doing that for two days. Having all that stuff stored, but when shit goes wrong, like, everybody's butt puckers a little bit because you're like, 
am I going to be able to recover this? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then we're talking to the guy who had to send his PC yeah. off to HP. So I anticipate I'm going to have about a thousand gigs of uh, <laughs> launchers and games to reinstall. So I'm looking forward to that. Can't believe they held it that long to be like, nope, it wasn't the power supply. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what pisses me off is like, yeah, we can totally do the warranty work. Nope. We can't fix this. I'm like, I could have contacted HP, explained the situation that I use it for some of my work and expedited this whole process. Jeez. But thank you. But, but yeah, last of us, uh, I'm about five hours in and, uh, so far it's, it's pretty good. Just like a lot of people have said, it's everything that you thought it would be. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very pretty game for sure. And, uh, it's like really cinematic where to the point where you, there's very rarely any type of UI on the screen at all. Only like when you're using a gun, there might be showing like how many bullets you have. That's about it. Um, and then like, it's, it's like, oh, traversal, like feels like you're in the actual city and being like, okay, we got see that tall building over there. We have to get to it. And it feels like you're walking the streets to, you know, traverse the area to get to it. And there's just like, just no level design. There's just like no levels. It's just like constant. This is the game, you know, like you're watching a movie almost kind of, but yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Is it terrifying? Um, yeah. I mean the, the first act I guess would be, is pretty, pretty depressing for sure but uh and i'm sure it'll probably just keep going in that misery because the whole game is it seems like it's just revenge it's just people getting revenge on each other and so that just turns into you know shit sandwich at the end of the day i've had one of those they're gross <laughs> there was something in there that just made me realize that games can do something different than what movies can in a storytelling way too because like when you're watching a movie everything is very specific to the scene and they want you to be like okay this something's gonna happen you know but in a game there's lots of downtime and you're just like just traversing or just doing whatever and if they just like interject story into it in those slow parts when you didn't expect it like that's that's something that isn't really in another type of media so it's kind of impressive when it happens What's the projection on hours for this game? 40? It's like 40, I think. 40 hours? Oh, yeah. I've heard it's... Yeah. So for me, for me, about 55, because I go through every every building, picking up all the scissors and duct tape in the world, even though my inventory is constantly full. Nice. But I can't help it. I mean, you can never really have enough duct tape, right? I mean, you can make pants out of it, a shelter, a wallet... (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of like it does everything. She disagrees because she only carries three rolls. So, but like we were talking about how our lives have changed. Like if this game was three years ago, I would have played through it by now <laughs> and <sighs> just don't have the time. Yeah. just kind of like, I'm at the point where I just, it's it. been so many years. Like it's been since breath of the wild, right? Where I've had that game where I'm like, no, this has to happen. And at this point, it's going to be either Breath of the Wild 2 or Metroid Prime 4. And I don't know which is coming first. I know that 
The Origami King comes out on Friday. I know that I'm buying that and probably playing through the majority of it with my kids, but yeah, I just like, what's that next big thing? Like, I guess we did, I should count Red Dead 2, even though I don't want to, as I did dedicated a lot of time, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I want that next thing to excite me and like make me want to do that again, but it's hard. It's hard to find something that's worth justifying blowing off your family and uh, maybe a day of work to do there hasn't been that game right nope or even if you do have those long games i just find myself playing right. like five hours and then never yeah. going back to it you know falling off of tony it. hawk when's that come out august something maybe that'll be the one yeah what about the latest game released that's, on that's not gonna be a long ps4 game. or the can't even remember it. The sushi something something. No. What was it? The <laughs> this is gonna sound so bad. The Asian game that we were just talking about before the podcast. Oh yeah, the ghost ghost of sushi. <laughs> Asian game sushi. Um, Today in racist gaming corner, Nate has a yeah. topic. <laughs> oh, stop! <laughs> stop! Stop! I I think that's really. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> jerk uh no i think that's really really interesting um you know that when we're recording that uh recording this it's released tomorrow and it's already declared being the best game created for ps4 or whatever it is they're really building the hype on this or building this story that this is the greatest game and it's only been in the hands of a handful of people you know probably review copies or whatever it is and i hate i hate that the game is already defined even before it is it is yeah. released um which we've seen happen a ton of times with lots of different games yeah i mean i think it's the thing with games media right is like it's just like films media it's polarizing you know what what might be a perfect movie is not a perfect movie for everyone and I think more so than not, like in games reviewing, you know, it's what you, what you make of it that, that kind of determines like how much of enjoyment you get out of a game. I mean, I can't, I can't even list off the amount of like six out of 10 games from like the PlayStation, PlayStation two era that I absolutely love that critics would not have given the time of day to. So that's kind of, after that, I, I really stopped listening to to these scores because you kind of have to. Yeah. They should be yeah. required to and, release them like two months right. after the game or a month after the game. Do a proper review. Yeah. Yeah. It, it certainly seems that a lot of Sony's games end up in that basket where it's like they get a huge amount of praise right before it comes out. And then, and it just, you know, a lot of it is like, Right, the most money spent on it, you know, the the best production values all the way across. Right, I mean, there's not so visuals much or something with like visceral mean. fun and like intuitiveness is like a huge plus. Yeah, I guess Death Stranding is kind of the opposite of that, but <laughs> most of Sony's games. Hey, it's have, coming to Steam now. Been, Come on, yeah. now it's a big game again kind of, <laughs> for a while. <laughs> uh, I yeah, the mods in that game will be kind of fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think I think Ghost of Tsushima is like. I feel like I've heard that name like held to higher regard than I've actually seen trailers that made me want to care about it. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Most of the trailers, I felt like you didn't really understand what the game was. Right. Most of it. It, was, it looked like a feudal very pretty, almost. But... It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Didn't Neo do that? I'm not sure. Yeah. But we are at the end of the generation, too. So it's like every single game is going to squeeze out everything it can out of the consoles. That's true. <clears throat> Usually at this point, though, like pretty... you're bombarded by sequels to stellar first party titles. Mm-hmm. weird weirdly lacking here right like this is probably one of the biggest console transitions where i haven't seen like a blah 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 three or a blah 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 this and then it's gonna get ported like yeah i don't get it like what happened to that because blah 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 four was what launched on ps4 <laughs> so they couldn't do six uh, that's true <laughs> i don't know It was a weird generation. I don't. I don't feel like we're there. I don't feel like we're we're ready for next gen. I don't feel like we got enough out of it because we spent the first two years with like a couple killer first party prepart like pre uh blah, blah, blah. pray blah, blah, sounded blah. out. These are words prioritized like yeah yeah. I don't know, but then it was like a lot of ports. It's like they wasted 18 months of the console generation, and now we're kind of moving on before everyone's the ready. Ports never right. stopped. I mean, there was a song on there it, too. Boop. Ports, Got ports, it. ports, 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 ports. I never heard of this. <laughs> Is it on YouTube or something? Yeah, I, you uh, can just look up Weekend Rental Podcast on YouTube. There's a great, great song out there. Boom, yeah. plug. I don't know. And we're going into another console generation soft. You know, we know we're not getting much at launch. Mm-hmm. We know we're probably not even really getting parts at launch. Like what the fuck's the point? They could have ran this console was generation re- out another year and a half. Oh, for sure. Especially when you look at, you look at uh last of us two and ghost of Tsushima, probably that like, what's another console gonna do that makes it right. i mean it it's almost photorealistic already i don't know just it's it's probably not gonna add much but i did see a report or something saying that sony is making planning on making five million ps5s by the end of the year which is a lot That's a lot yeah and i feel like they're overestimating how many people might be jumping in right away i don't know and they're probably willing to absorb too much loss based on part like attainability right like yeah you're paying out the ass for pieces so yeah do you want to absorb like a five million unit loss or do you just want to do like a couple mil wait till the parts get a little bit cheaper and then push right it. let's talk february you know yeah i think it's gonna be a very disappointing holiday console launch season Probably the most disappointing in history because people just a can't get their hands on it and b can't afford it with everything that's going on with COVID. So 
and the games don't exist anyway yeah right just buy a switch if you can find one like nintendo what, the... what is nintendo doing is there any They're squandering nin- their opportunity is there any nintendo game for the holiday if they don't get out an announcement soon they're they they fucked up it has to be <clears throat> i think the only thing they can do is either the slew of mario remasters or the better option is breath of the wild 2 i think it's not it's not unrealistic to think that they have way more of that done than anyone expects. It's been three years. Right. Yeah, it's but the you, same engine. It's been three years, you know. You'd think they'd be building up the hype on that then, if they were. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Because they showed it once. Expected Nintendo to do anything that made sense, though. Yeah, true. I would say that this year is just is, is kind of. I mean, it's just the strangest year for me for those new systems and new consoles. Cause I really, I mean, just like you guys, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I don't know. What are you even promoting? There's no games. There's no, I mean, you have to have at least one game to go with the system. And I think right. people are going to get into that hype of just buying something, getting the latest and greatest, and then not being able to do anything with it. You know, if they're, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it is very confusing. It's a very confusing season of video gaming. <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah, it's not a bad. It's not a great time to be like a next gen gamer or like a future forward gamer. It's 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 the time to settle into what you know is free to play, and probably ends in a night. Yeah, yo, <laughs> gamer. So Nate is at home in 2020. I'm just going to buy a new system and download I, I will Fortnite. Say, <laughs> I played PUBG the other night again with Justin and another buddy and uh, pretty enjoyable. We we won a good amount of times, like 30% of, of matches, which is pretty. That's pretty what I've been doing on Fortnite. And that's why I can't play Warzone because I get owned every time in Warzone. Warzone, I feel like, is more defeating. Yes. I feel like that win to success ratio in Fortnite and PUBG, if you're competent is and communicative with your teammates, is much better. All right. So you're going to download it, buddy. leaves a lot to chance. Uh, no, I'm not playing Fortnite How anymore. many times do I, mean, I, I bug you on that? I'm not playing it. At, le- at least Just download every other Curse day. Curse of the Moon 2 and we'll play the that. The which one? No, I'm not playing Fortnite. Curse of the Moon 2. You will. I'll get you. I'm wearing you down, like Steve Urkel would say. I'm not wearing you it. down. Nope. Nope, not happening. <laughs> if anybody's listening and wants to play Fortnite with me, I need some friends. I'm not guilting you. Dang it. Nope. I tried. Speaking of Fortnite and Sony. Yeah, they should have uh, thought about this before Fortnite hit. Maybe. They spent two hundred and fifty million to I don't know, do I don't I don't know 1%, what they're doing. One percent of yeah. the company is what they yeah. got for two which which puts Epic at about eighteen billion dollars valuation. <laughs> they they said something like Tencent did the pretty much the identical thing years ago and they own forty percent now of the company. 
So the rumor I heard, whether or not it's true or not, is that Sony Music is working on a video game that is music-based. And that would make sense for the buy-in because if you guys remember, Epic Records used to be pretty prevalent back in the uh, early aughts and had a lot of bands signed. So they want that. That may be a thing. Not, I mean, that could be one of the things. I also think there's something to be said about them using the Unreal Engine and like Epic, you know, you know, all of that tied into the next gen. So there's that, but yeah, you're, you're certainly not buying, buying exclusivity, uh, at a 1% uh, buy-in. So that's not the reason. No. Maybe it's staggering number though, right? 250 million for 1%. Yeah. 18 billion for, I wonder how much of that, like if you were going to separate it, like how much of it is Unreal Engine? Cause that's almost a standard yeah. in game development and how much is Fortnite, right. you know, like where is that line? Cause it's kind of a weird company now. Yeah. Well, I think they said the 10 cent bought in when they did, I can't remember how much they paid, but they ended up with 10%. So 10 cent right now could sell and make fucking bank. Yeah. I mean, that's just nuts. Yeah. Not like they need money. No, they're they're wealthy. Yeah. Well, you gotta wonder, like, was it Sony or PlayStation? You know, like, yeah. was it, what what division of Sony was it that invested? And I have to, I have to imagine it may not have been the PlayStation division, because, or maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know what le- is left outside of the PlayStation division for Sony. You know. The audio devices, like, they were the name brand, right, when it came to, like, audio and, like, digital audio stuff. But that stuff has all fallen off. They don't really have, you know, they never had an iPod. They never had a Zune. Not that Zune was good. <laughs> outside of PlayStation, like, what in the electronics realm have they carried forward? The Vios are dead. I mean, I don't know if there's much other than Sony Pictures. And I heard Sony Pictures is Sony Walkman barely making it. <laughs> Walkman. Right, the Walkman. Bring, yeah. it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Retro. I th- I think they still make like TVs, crazy. but they're not like the top of the line. Right. Well, and who cares anymore? We can get a TCL for like two hundred bucks. Yeah. I could just bought a four K TV for my living room for two hundred dollars. I think I'm going to spend five hundred dollars more and get a Sony. Fuck no! I can throw this thing away three times before that happens. Yeah. 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 I don't know what they what they're really up to or why they thought this was a good investment with, you know, I don't yeah. know what they're getting yeah. out of it. But. I mean, they don't have a digital revenue source outside of like the PlayStation store. So maybe this is, they killed view. So yeah. Well, view killed itself. Yeah. $70 for not cable cable plus your internet. No, thanks. Kind of sounds like they're all kind of creeping up to that now. They're getting there. I will say the time that I used View before the price hikes, minus the inconvenience of having to use a PlayStation console for it, View was the best internet cable at the time. I really mm. liked it. I just it it priced itself out. And when Viacom pulled their shenanigans and we lost all that stuff, it wasn't worth it. Yeah.
None of that matters though when you have PlayStation 5 video game box art. <laughs> Feels like somebody like uh removed a layer in their Photoshop file yeah. for that and was like ship that four and put in a five guys we can yep. do this yeah i was uh unsurprised and underwhelmed by that i honestly there's going to be a very difficult distinction in physical formats on store shelves because of that because they're not changing the case color which i mean it's all blu-ray so yeah. of course i guess but it looks the same you just swapped out the four and the five. Yeah. They committed to the white too, which I thought was. Yeah. I like that. It's clean. Yeah. But that's kind of their theme of their console. It seems like it's going to be a white console for a while. Not in today's climate. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. It's. I thought they would do something, but that was a little bit not much. Maybe it was their attempt to like further hammer home like digital is the way to go because this is the same old crap <laughs> for physical. I don't know. Maybe they'll just start selling them in like like sleeves. Here's your disc. Here you go. Yeah. You go to Redbox and just spit it out mm. in like a silicone shrink wrapped thing on a cardboard piece. Be good. Did we talk about last time that games might be 70 bucks? Yeah, we did not, but that is a new revelation, yeah. Yeah. 2K NBA, right? 70 confirmed? That's what I've heard, yeah. that's. Although that game also has a $100 version with Kobe's dick on the cover or something. Yeah. People are like willing to pay for it, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, most of those people put $100 in virtual currency in too, so... Yeah, I mean, I get it. It makes sense. The last time we saw a hike was coming off of PlayStation. Game development is like quadrupled, so sure. Mm-hmm. But also, like, my biggest argument has been there should always be a distinction between day one launch of physical and day one launch of digital. So maybe you should have gone 80 physical and 70 digital and then solved the problem of like reselling at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be. You have to wonder at $70, does it still climb down to. Ten dollars, five dollars, like a lot of these games do. No, you know. Oh, for sure. If NBA Two K isn't worth a buck ninety nine, if NBA Two K twenty one isn't worth a dollar ninety nine, twelve months after its release on the PS five, yeah. I'll be shocked. I'll walk <laughs> into a pawn shop and they'll be begging. So the value of your game is not going to go up. It's just going to be you're paying more for the day one access. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. I've seen some of those NBA 2K. I've seen some of those uh, 2K, like, I don't know, the elite bundles or whatever going for $160 (laughs) opening day. I can't even imagine. Just you have to really love any 2K game to dump that kind of money 
on something like that. <laughs> it's just crazy. You know what it's worth realistically like the thing is is like we saw the advent of microtransactions and paid dlc because of the cost difference that's not so going to go away price hike plus right mm-hmm. it's not right so it's a little weird but also we have a whole generation of gamers who are used to and expecting dlc so yeah there's that I don't know why they can't be more variable on the top end. You know, indie games are variable on what they are for price. You know, like why can't Last of Us? You could you look at it and be like, they spent a lot of money making this game. You know, and be like, this game's eighty bucks. You know, but I guess that's a slippery slope too. Well, we're on topics, but we we probably have a few more minutes to fill here, right? I think we should do like a anniversary memories showcase memories yeah. all, I mean oh damn it this is a audio only podcast we can't show our memories it's a podcast yeah. we've done it for three years that's that's the thing right yeah what what's your guys' like favorite topic that we've done oh man let's see I liked our Turbo Graphics by Rent Burns. Yes. I would say a lot. They were always something to look forward to. Always had great games and then some bad games to really riff on. So, yeah, that's a lot of fun. It's kind of interesting that like, we've been talking about some of the same things for feels like we've been talking about the atari vcs for like three years but yeah <laughs> literally the whole run of this show we've been making fun of it yeah hashtag deep blue is a great game hashtag deep blue great. Dude, that game sucks so much ass <laughs> that one sticks out of my head every time my favorite my whole favorite segment forever will always be like the fucking neat calling checks mix fiddle diddle i'm like what <laughs> the fuck like that i still go i burst into tears when i re- hear that segment or remember that segment isn't it yeah the, in the stores it's called fiddle diddle right i'm like no <laughs> if they call it fiddle diddle people wouldn't buy that hey we got support from people that were like yeah it's it's fiddle diddle <clears throat> no nobody supported that at all <laughs> the perverts the sickies <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah one of my favorite um favorite things um that that we've done and, and this is going to be kind of strange i think towards the end of our um kind of real big shows that we we did was uh the movie time and i'm not a big movie guy i i don't have anything creative or or deep to say about most movies but uh as we were getting to the end and we were just throwing some of those like real classic 80 films that made you sit down and watch them uh was it uh heathers was one of them was it heathers yeah heathers Mm -hmm. and then uh i can't even remember a lot of uh harry and the hendersons and all of those like just really random <laughs> yep. movies I, I actually really enjoyed 
Batteries not included. Yeah, it was really good. Batteries oh, yeah. not included. I actually enjoyed taking the time to watch some of those films that I watched when I was younger, and um, and to have an adult mind with them now to be like, oh, that's really weird, <laughs> or you know, whatever. I think I really, I really enjoyed that part towards the end. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. Is like I kind of missed that part of the podcast when we weeded that out. Um, I look back at like that and some of our, so the movie time specifically, I thought was, we didn't ever do a great job of like talking about the movies, no. but like I loved movie time. And I also really liked the whole topical thing. And I look back at like some of our earlier videos and like the whole memories of rental stores or like memories of Thundercats and then like certain movie time reviews. And like, that's still like our most watched and liked stuff on the YouTube side, at least digital like audio it's hard to know on podcast but yeah and i never I, got I to kinda, experience I that, like that the nostalgia stuff um <clears throat> you know we've gone back and talked a little bit about the systems um and some of those memories but the cartoon memories i i when i came onto the podcast that wasn't a that wasn't something uh that you guys were doing and i remember listening to the podcast early on that was stuff that i i really enjoyed about it now it just sucks. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, I mean, I, I think that might be one of those things we need to dust back off, really, because yeah. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be opposed at this point. We've taken enough of a break. We've cut Byron Burn. Some of that could come back. Captain N. Rotate it out. Let's, yeah. let's just jump through some episodes of Captain N. Oh, yeah. Captain N, yeah. That'd be great. What was the shitty one that you brought, Andy? Like, not... It was the, like... Budget oh, Captain N with yeah, like, was like Qbert and no, it wasn't even Qbert. It, it was like Quirk from like yes! a puzzle game and like yes. a basketball player from Arch Rivals and like Bigfoot. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was so shitty. I can't even remember what it was called. I was like, I uh, yeah. can't believe this ever got made. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's that. You know what we should do? Like maybe in a very near upcoming episode, is that um. We should do a recap on that terrible show. You guys probably remember this where it was like Gretzky, Bo Jackson, and oh, somebody yeah. else. It was like the all-stars like or whatever. And they were yeah. yep. they were basketball and like sports hero like superheroes. Yep. What the hell was that? Michael Jordan might have been the other one. I don't know. We should, Man, we should yeah. do that. If you I remember know, that show, let us, yeah. Let us know. If you're listening, I'm sure Brandon knows or something like that he can drop in. Which came across as a budget, like just good enough cartoon or show. Yes. Good stuff. I also liked uh, doing some of the trivia at the end. Um, You know, that's a memory because I don't have, I mean, I think it's very clear that I don't know anything about video games, even though, I mean, all of our listeners are convinced that I really know everything. Um, because I study a lot right before the show. Um, <laughs> that uh, I, I just think it was funny to just pull random answers out of the air and say anything to, I don't know, it was just me being yeah. stupid. I really enjoyed that. I mean, there was definitely something to the fail bag, too. I mean, there was, like we said in the intro, like there was definitely something to the the well-oiled format of like BRB, whatever we wanted and fail bag that like when it was firing, 
was great. It's just, it was also very demanding in terms of like editing and us prepping for the show that made it kind of like not doable. So not that we couldn't get back. We just run out. Yeah. We just run out of the, the hidden gems of Byron burn and we run out of the good question. (laughs) That's the thing is like, we turn Byron burn into torture. We turn movie time into torture. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> trivia was okay like fail big was okay for a while yeah it, it got you guys rough. getting the trend here we take it to the worst possible place that we can i'm gonna Always. make you watch this i'm gonna make you play this yeah if we have an opportunity to fuck each other we're gonna do it <laughs> i don't know about that, that. <laughs> avoiding that one <laughs> probably time to pull Andy. us out i mean take us out nate <laughs> uh well thanks for hanging with us for the last three years we we really appreciate it um make sure you're following us on our social medias um twitter youtube all of those things you can find all things we can rental at weekendpodcast.com you can find all things no i already said that <laughs> see this is this is where we go it just it's on the loop in my head oh anyways you can find more things about the weekend rental crew. <laughs> I call this a crew at geekade.com. That's all I had for you. That was terrible. Bananas. Actually, rotten bananas now. Three year old bananas. What? I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs>